man, and we can't wait to meet you in person at one of our four locations. There's a place just for you. And I'm so thankful that you're here. Here we are, and uh, hey, part two, transformed, and you braved the elements, you braved the snow, the cold, come on. Come on, you need to give yourselves a hand right there, yeah? And transformation, transformed. This is what we were launching into the, into the year. And, you know, when we come to Jesus and we come to church, we know that something is supposed to happen. Am I right? We know that something is supposed to happen, and we know that something good is supposed to happen, and that we're supposed to be changed in some way. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, but most of us are waiting for that, that secret moment, that one moment, or that secret verse, or that secret prayer that's going to like, bam, change everything. We're waiting for that moment when just like, okay, that moment's going to happen, everything's going to be changed, all my problems go away. I'm still waiting for that. But transformation of God is a process. It's a process that doesn't just happen in a moment, but it happens through a significant process God uses. I have shared with you before that uh, in December, December is typically a really rough month for me for various reasons. I'm not going to get into all the reasons, it's just rough. But this year, I decided to do something revolutionary. All the things that we have been preaching and the campus pastors and myself, I decided to put them into practice. Yeah, it, it works. No, I decided to slow myself down. I decided to really take moments with God on a regular basis, keep rereading the Christmas story, keep rereading, keep slowing my soul down, keep reminding myself, and allow myself to be renewed. And my, my December wasn't different because December 25th was different, or New Year's Eve was different. My December was different because day by day there was a process that I was changed and transformed in the way I think. And I learned something that day by day in the transformation process is where God does his best work. Now, you may be sitting here today, and you may be watching, and you're saying, man, how, how do I get transformed? Or who's eligible to be transformed? Well, let me just tell you this. If you, are, you feel stuck or in conflict, or you are struggling, or you feel overwhelmed, or you just feel complacent, you are eligible for spiritual transformation. Yeah, if you feel stuck in conflict, struggling, or just simply are complacent and you're looking for change. The bottom line is that if you know everything and you have it all figured out, you're not a candidate. How many after that you know that you're a candidate for change? Okay, yeah, like everybody here, because that's, that, that's just what it is. See, God does his best work in those times of transforming us. And we are not afraid because we all have uncomfortable times in our lives. Oh yeah, let's define it this way. We have times that we're uncertain, where I tend to avoid because I can't control it. We are times that we are uneasy. I don't feel confident or equipped to take it on. We have unbelieving times because I've experienced failure and doubt that I could ever change. And we have times that I'm simply unwilling because I refuse to change out of fear because because it's just who I am. How many of y'all can see yourself somewhere there? 
And these are the uncomfortable times that, that, we, that we tend to run from or we tend to shy and we tend to pull back when really we should be running towards because it's where God does his best work. See, I think God wants to flip the script and change the way we think about some things. And if we, if we embrace the uncomfortable, it's where God shows up. If we embrace the fact that maybe I'm just complacent and maybe I'm just on autopilot and say, God, I want you to put me in a place where I am uncomfortable, where I can experience your power and change, that's where God shows up. Yeah, see, that's where Jesus shows up. That's where he does his best work. So here's the big idea. Here's the big idea. And it's going to sound a lot like last week's big idea. Transformation is a process. It is a process of becoming more like Jesus through relationships that transform us. A renewing of our minds and a revealing of God's truth. I don't have a magical prayer. I don't have a mystical just do this one, two, three simple thing. Everything I just gave you is a process which will require energy on our part and it will require God's response to bring true lasting change. But I can tell you, if we go with it, we're gonna be changed day by day and moment by moment. So I wanna dive in here and, I, and, and we, and we wanna give you some real practical ways to experience God in a fresh way. How many of y'all could use that? Yeah, me included here. So let's jump into Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And, and, and as, maybe you're turning there, or maybe you're getting ready to, to, to read this. And I just want to pause and say, out of those three things, the revealing of God's word, wow. Pastor John, your campus pastor, and, and Christine here, if, you, if you're looking for the revelation of God's word, you are in the right place. Because the word of God is declared, it has clarity, it, make no mistake about it. I'm telling you, Pastor John, you do a great job at revealing God's word. I'm just telling you right now, I'm just like, wow. Um, matter of fact, I'm looking at the three points this morning and I'm thinking, God, do I really have to do that at North Braddock? You're like, you know, and, and so if that's the shortest of what I cover, it's because he does it on a regular basis. And actually, you personify that. And I'm so appreciative of that. You help us stay grounded. You both do, and you help us stay where we should be and how we should be in the Word of God. Aren't you thankful for that? Come on, somebody. Yeah, I am. And so here we go. You ready for some word this morning? Here we go. Romans 12, 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and brothers and sisters in most translations, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Wouldn't you like to prove what the will of God is? These verses tell us how to do that. These verses contain God's will for your life. 
that we present our lives and, and we have relationships that trans, to transform us. And, and you may say, well, wait a minute, transformation, relationships that transform us, it, it's the same thing. No, it's not because we all have relationships. Some are superficial and they don't do anything but hurt us. And then we have transforming relationships, one that help us be more like Jesus. Yeah, we do. We, have, we all have relationships, ones that like suck the life out of us and cause us to doubt and cause us to fall away. And then we have other relationships which build us up. I need relationships that help transform me into God's image. How about you? That's the ones I need. Yeah, so let's look at a couple key things here. Do not be conformed. That means there's an outward shape, there's an outward mold, there's an outward something that our world system has. And so what the Apostle Paul is saying here is don't be conformed, don't live according to the world system, but there's a different system. Basically, what he's saying here. It, it, it is this, is, and then, then, then he goes on and he says, okay, okay, be transformed. Yeah, be transformed. And, 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 and don't be conformed to the schematica, the blueprint of this world. Do you know that the world has a blueprint for you? The, do you know social media has a blueprint for you that you will never match up to? This world system has a success that if you only do that, you'll be successful. And there's a schematica, there's a blueprint. This is where we get that, that word. There's a scheme, there's something set for you. And, we, and, and how we are transformed is we don't be conformed to this world, but we be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's how we experience transformation. And so there's, there's God's wisdom, which goes against the conventional world wisdom. And these two are at war. They really, really are. And so we're going to be transformed, and there's a metamorphosis. There's a changing after you're with somebody. There's a changing from one form to another, which is a process by which we learn. There's a renewing of our minds. There's a refreshed, rejuvenated, restored. That's what this is here and, and, and this is where change happens. When um, um, there's, a, there's a schematic that the, that the world has, there's a transformation, God, and as I live out that, I experience spiritual transformation that affects my whole life. That's God's will for you. I just told you what God's will for your life is. Not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Think differently. Be renewed. You know, back when I first met Jesus, there was this saying all the time. I was saying, oh, you're going to that church? They're going to brainwash you. How many of you, everybody ever tell you that? I used to tell them, thank God, my brain needs washed. My brain needs washed. My brain still needs washed. How about yours? <laughs> yeah, nudge your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, we need renewed. And so let me read another verse to you that emphasizes the same thing. And that's in 2 Corinthians 3. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is, there is, yeah, that's God's plan for you, is to experience freedom. A release from captivity, a delivered from slavery to the world system in an old way of thinking. There's a way of thinking this world has, and God wants to liberate you and me from an old way of thinking. 
I still need delivered from this. Yeah, and we all with unveiled face, beholding, everybody say, beholding. Yeah, the glory of the Lord are being transformed. Do you see it? Our being, process of being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. One degree by one degree. One degree by one degree, I am changed. If you want to lose weight, it happens one pound by one pound by one pound. How many of you are still waiting for that secret pill that just takes it all off at once? Yeah, bam. Yeah, it happens through a process. Yeah, it's a process of change. And we become like that which we beholden. Whatever you stare at, you become like. Whatever you look at, if you look at your stress, if you look at your bank account, if you look at your lack, we will become like that and we'll start to look that way. You just take a look at people. You can tell what they be holding. <laughs> they be holding too much. <laughs> I don't know what you be holding, but you need to lay it down. Come on. <laughs> now, in our, in our culture right now, there's a lot of people that really, really love their dogs. Now, if you're a dog lover, it's cool. But if you be holding your dog long enough, you're going to start looking like your dog. I'm just telling you that right now. Come on. That's why so many people, you look at them and say, they look just like their dog. Come on. That's... Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> I do all the time. I say, woo, they be holding that dog. <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> okay, back to the word, yeah. One degree by one degree. And that's how God wants to change us. One degree by one degree, making good decisions. What's going to be different in 12 months from now? I believe it's going to be in the book we read and the relationships we have. That's what I believe is going to be different. And some people in this room and some people watching right now, you have given up that God could ever change you. And I believe with all my heart that God is in the changing and transforming business. But he does it through brokenness. He does it totally different than what you and I think. And so let's take a journey here because how does transformation, it's a process by which we're changed into the image of God, first of all, by, by relationships that transform us. I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters. It happens in that context. So how does that happen? Ephesians 4, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Yesterday, we had 175 people got together for training and equipping in the Word of God. I, that's why I'm filled with so much hope. That's why when we get together tonight to worship God and pray for one another, I am filled with expectation. Because we were trained by pastors and trained with gift, God's gift ministry to you and me. And that's why I'm filled with hope, because they're going to be released to do this. And so here it is, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. And equip literally means a recovered wholeness. It means making fit, preparing, a setting bone. We need other people in our lives. 
and when we're broken, it's very important who's above you and who supports you. How many of you have ever broken a bone? Yeah. When you break a bone, you get a cast that supports, literally, this is, if, this is somebody here, and I did this more than once, broke a bone in their hand right here. But you notice how high the cast comes up. It's because who's above you is very, very important because they provide stability for healing. And who's below you is important because they provide stability as well. If you break a bone higher, you get a cast from up here all the way to down here. Why? Because the joint above you and the joint below you is so important to bring recovered wholeness in healing, in mending to our lives that we need. So, so here it is, transformation happens in the midst of struggle, in the midst of complacency. We need to get sta- st- stability from those who are above us. I believe that God's local church is the place for that to happen. If you read Ephesians 4, that will tell you that. It will communicate that. It's not done on my own. It's not done in a moment. It's done in a process by which God does his best work here. It's a place that we are accepted unconditionally, but changed by God's love gradually and consistently. Yeah. I want to let you know if you are perfect. If, you're not, if you have it all together and you're not struggling, if you just got everything, you know everything there is to know about Christianity and everything there is to know about God, and you're not struggling, and you don't like to embrace the mess, messiness of life, you will not like Bridge City Church. But we want to have it all together. But I want a church that is absence of pretense and pretending. But we don't take an identity in our weakness. We don't take an identity in what's happened to us. We just say, yep, it happened, let's go. See, that's what real relationships do. That's how they transform us. I believe what we all crave is deep, meaningful relationships. But I do know this, we cannot heal perfect. Can't heal perfect. Can't heal when you got it all together. I'm gonna let you in on something. Um, I think maybe it's the older I get. Maybe it's the maturity that I have. I'm starting to realize maybe it, 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 I'm not as certain as so many things, but hear me, hear me now, hear me. But I have a trust in God deeper than ever. Let's never confuse certainty for trust. I think sometimes when we come to God, we, 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 
We think that we have to have everything absolutely certain and perfect, and you have to know everything, and you have to know the outcome, then, and if you don't, that's not faith. No, faith is in the midst of being changed and transformed and trying to allow God to change us that we find a simple trust in God that goes deep. And it's in the midst of the uncomfortable we find a simple trust in God that I know that I know God has me and he's changing me and transforming me and I'm not even sure what I'm gonna look like at the end of the year, but I know that I'm in a process that God is changing me. I don't just wanna be the same old me. If my wife Natalie was here and I said, hey, do you want the same old me? So, mm -mm. No. I want the God changing me and transforming me. But that happens through relationships here. And brokenness and weakness is where God does his best work. I'm sorry, I just got this thing in me. I, I can't get rid of it, but it's just there. And I just think this is where we find community. We find a real church and we find real relationships. And so how do you find somebody to help you? Find somebody that looks more stable than you. We make it really difficult. Well, how do I find this person? I don't know. Go to church and find somebody that looks more together than you. I wish I had a harder way. I don't know. I... Okay, see, see, we receive forgiveness from God, but we receive healing through one another. 1 John 1, 9, if you confess your sins, that means say the same thing about your sins that God says. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. How many of you are really amped about that? Come on, I am. Yeah, yeah, you confess your sin, yeah? Come on, and God forgives us. But look at this next one. Confess your sins to one another. Whoa-oh. Whoa-oh. Are you serious? Like out loud? Yeah, that's how you confess. Right? We confess out loud to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Yeah, whole, complete. That's what this is. It's a supernatural healing here. Yeah, and, and so, so just leave this here. Leave the scripture up. And listen, I want to let you know that if we would have a lot more confession of our doubts and struggles and temptations, if we would have more of that, we would have less confession of sin. Did that get you yet? See, I think what we hide from that because that's not allowed. Yeah, I have temptation and I have struggles and I have doubts, but when I confess those and I allow people to give me perspective and I allow people to heal me and, 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 and speak what I need to hear in my life, that brings healing, and when I do that, I find in my life I have a lot less confession of sin because I confessed the struggle and people uplifted me and held me and, 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 and spoke the word of God to me and spoke truth and love to me. That's what the community that transforms us is all about. So if you want a lot less confession of sin, we need to find people that we can confess our struggles and temptations with. Well, I don't have any then pray for me. Really, really, well, I don't have anything. Everything's fine. I'm like, really? Do you live in the same world I do? 
I mean, I watch the news and I have to readjust my helmet to salvation. It gets crooked. Am I? Yeah. And we need one another. This is how it comes to us. So we find a community of people that are less certain that we know everything rather than, hey, there's some things we do know. We sang about what we do know earlier in I Believe, but there's a lot of things that we, we're, 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 we're struggling with and I'm trying to live out in my life. There's some things in the Bible I don't particularly like. That whole thing about dying to yourself in marriage, I just don't like that. I really don't. I mean, I think it's really good for my wife. I don't think it's real good for me. See, and you came today and didn't think you had a struggle. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? Come on, see, see, but it's here we find help and support. And, and so transformation is a process by which we're changed into the image of God. We're transformed into his image, first of all, by relationships that transform. And second of all, come on, it's a transformation out of the renewing of our minds. That's what this is. All change begins in your mind. You thought I was going to say in your spirit, but it's in your mind. Because, see, it's in our mind that controls how we feel, and how we feel controls our behavior and attitudes. It's when my mind is filled with the world's concepts, and it's being conformed there, then my feelings follow the world, and then that determines my behavior. Am I right? And so we have to go and say, God, I need my brain washed. I need renewed here. That's what it, it all starts there. A mindset is a collection of thoughts and beliefs that shape your habits, affecting how you feel and what you do. So my mindset is all these things that make this up here. And thoughts create feelings and feelings create behavior. But when my mind is being transformed by the renewing of God, degree by degree, pound by pound, day by day, we are being changed into his image. That's how I get changed. So what do we have to do? In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22, it says, throw off, get rid of your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, here's an instead here, yeah, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Okay, we got to let the Spirit renew us. And so what does this mean? It's sanctified reasoning. It's making new in relationship to time. And so I have an old way of thinking, and then I, I, I need to replace it with a new way of thinking. Months ago, months and months ago, my wife Natalie, she kept asking me, she said, we need to clean the basement. And she said, when are we going to clean the basement? And I... I Listen, it, it, it got to be a mess, and it was probably way more my fault than hers. And it was just, matter of fact, I didn't even like walking through it. As a matter of fact, as long as I didn't go in the basement, everything was fine. I had the perfect cure, just keep the door shut. Right? And so she would ask me routinely, ask me routinely, hey, when, when, can we, when can we do this? When can we do this? When can we do this? And finally, it was... Um, 
it was about a month and a half ago. She, she, we were sitting down. We were having a good talk. And she said, we were having like one of those honest talks. And she said, every time I bring up cleaning the basement, she says, it's as if you don't want to do it. And I said, you're 100% right. I said, I haven't woken up one day in all my life and said, today's the day. I did. I told her this. I said, you're right. I don't want to do it. And she goes, it's like every time I bring it up, you find something else to do. And I said, you're right. I do. I did. I said, just like that. I said, you're right. And she goes, I really, really, really would like it if you clean the basement. So I humbled myself. And I said, and it was just one evening, I said, Today's the day. And so we ventured down the steps. Garbage bags in hand. And we went through and we got rid of all this old stuff that I didn't even know how it got there. And we got rid of bags and bags of stuff. And we threw it out and, and got everything in order and, 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 and got everything good. And it was like there's a carpet again. And every time I walk through there, it brings me peace. As a matter of fact, somebody was over my house right after we did this. And I said, you need to go downstairs and check out our basement. <laughs> I did. I told them this. And, and they go, really? I go, yeah. I go, I opened the door. I said, go ahead. And so they went down and looked at it. And I said, and when you come up, tell me how great it looks. And they came up and says, wow, it really is clean. Everything in order and everything's neat and it's clean. And I said, I did that. Mm-hmm, that's right, I did that. Mm-hmm. You see, there are things in our lives and there are things and mindsets in our lives. If we would just go and throw them out and just deal with it, we would have peace. Not only do I have peace going there, my wife even has more peace I'm trying to help you. And her peace has become my peace. Hallelujah. But the problem is that some of you got to be willing to open the door in your lives and be willing to confess that there's thinking and stinking thinking that you have that you got to open up and let somebody in. And say, this part of me needs to be renewed here. That's what it takes, and this is what needs to be renewed. So what's controlling us? Talk radio, the Steelers. What's controlling us? Social media, the world system, going to school, all of these things, our doubts, our fears. See, just maybe we don't need more willpower, but we need God's power that comes through submission to his will. So I'm not here today telling you to get more willpower. I'm saying we need to tap into God's power that renews our minds. We try to change the way we act without changing the way we think, and we wonder why it doesn't stick. Yeah, we do. We try to change there. And I want to let you know that weakness precedes power. We're not, we, we don't think this way. But God's power is perfected in my weakness, not my strength. 
And then I was reading this verse. I can't get it out of my head. I can't. In uh, 2 Corinthians 13, and, and you have to look it up yourself. It's really good. It says that, that, that Jesus died in weakness. He was crucified in weakness. But he was resurrected in power. See, everybody wants the power of God, but nobody wants to embrace weakness. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. (laughs) See, everybody wants to experience like a transformation, but they don't want to say, listen, I need to be renewed in my mind, and I need to change the way I think. And that's where it all starts here. This is why when I go to, when I go, listen, this, this, I'm trying to help you here. When you make a decision beforehand, it's a lot easier to live it out. I mean, have you ever gone to a wedding and you hear people say those vows? Now, the longer you're married, the more you go, oh my. <laughs> Boy, you're going to need that one, huh? <laughs> I'm just going to be the most forgiving man, and every day I come home, I'm going to hug you and love you. (laughs) You got to decide beforehand what's going to happen. That's why, like when I go to a restaurant, I do much better if I decide what I'm going to order before I get there. People make fun of me. They always say, like, "Do you really look?" I look at the complete menu before I get there. I mean, last night I'm on my way to a restaurant, and um. And uh, I'm on my way, and, and we changed restaurants because one was too packed. I'm thinking, oh, I had it all scheduled. And so I literally stopped and said, wait a minute, and I pulled up the menu because I wanted to have a plan. Because when my mind is set on a right way of thinking, I do better. I knew what was going to happen before I got there, regardless of what anybody else did. And other people, they had fries and ribs and all this stuff, and I'm looking at my veggies. Yeah, this is fun. But see, I was renewed in my mind before I got there. And many times we have problems because we didn't get the renewing of our mind before we got there. About a year ago, I said, um, I was really uncomfortable. I, 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 I gained weight again. Ah, I hate when this happens. I wish it was only once. I only wish I only had one story, but I have several. Anybody with me? Yeah. And, and, and so I, I, I gained weight again. I was uncomfortable. I was miserable physically. And, and I just said, I, something got to change. And so I did what anybody would do. I said, Natalie. No, I didn't say that. No, I did not say that. I did not. I did not. I said, I need to change. And so by God's help, I really had to embrace the word of God. I had to get in relationship with some people that would help me, and I had to get a new way to think. And it took me months and months and months to get down where I, I thought it would be good. And, and, but it took a day-by-day process of a renewed way of thinking to get there. See, listen to me. On any aspect of your life, whether it's finances, giving, debt, vocation, your sex life, your life in any aspect of, along this spectrum, find out what God's word says, line up with that, and there's going to be transformation. It's in there. It's a new way to think. And if some of us would just go home today and just get rid of every bit of junk food in your house, 
It would help you. And don't go to the store when you're hungry. That's like backsliding waiting to happen. No, see, I'm serious, I, but we don't think this way. No, if you want a renewal in your marriage, I'm, gonna move, I'm moving into the next point here, find out what the word of God says and say, I need to change the way I think about my marriage. Not God change the other person. If you are preparing for marriage, then you need to say, God change the way I think about my future spouse. Change the way I think about them. Change my life according to your word. Renew me in the way I think so my actions come out right. See, every bit of change that you're looking for in your life is just like my life. We got to do it with God's word that by testing you may discern. Transformation is a process of becoming more like Jesus through revealing of God's word. That's right. Everything about me, I change according to his word. I'm going to change it according to him. Is this helping you see? The first thing we need to do is get connected to somebody that's really going to bring stability in our life. And then we have to identify what's going on up here that's hindering what my actions are dictating. i got to identify it and say, this needs renewed. Because I have a really bad attitude towards fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. We all got one. This is the renewing. This is how we experience transformation. Day by day by day by day. And it's immaturity to think that it's all going to happen just in a moment. Yeah, that's what it is. See, every self-defeating behavior is based in a lie, but we need to apply God's truth. This is why it, you, we need more than just good teaching. We need more than just good YouTube teaching. We need one another to walk out this process. We need a revealing of God's truth in our lives that helps me line up to that. So whatever it is, your conflict, your complacency, find out what God's word says, look up scriptures in there, and embrace that. See, this happened to me in my marriage. Um, it was about a year ago. I, I stood on this stage with my wife, Natalie. We were doing the teaching, and we talked about, I, I talked about, I knew I needed to nurture her more. And I'm like, that didn't sound like God. But it was God. And I said, okay, God, your word needs to change the way I think about nurturing her. And I said, God, I need to change and be transformed. And it didn't happen in just one big I made a decision. It happened day by day by day by day. See, it happens by a transformation process where what does God's word says that settles it, I believe it, let's go. Um, it was in September. Let me just try to give you this illustration. I was in September. I'm listening to John Bevere speak. He's a great man of God. He's ministering. I'm sitting in the second row. He's preaching the word, and he's written several, several books I mean, he's the kind of guy that if I go and I'd talk to him, I'd probably spit all over his glasses because I'm just like, I'm so nervous, okay? And, um, and so I'm listening, and he just had this love for the Word of God. It just like oozed out of him. And I'm sitting there like, how did he get there? No, I am. I'm sitting there going, the way he talks about God's Word, it's like he knows every bit of his Word. And I'm like, I'm like jealous a little bit. I really am. 
And I left there that night. It was a Thursday night and Friday morning. I'm just spending time with God. I'm opening my Bible, just spending time. And I'm like, you know, it's been a while since I read the Bible through in a year. It's been a while. And I was really convicted. And I says, okay, God, you got me. So I went and I, and I Googled all these different reading plans of getting done in a year. And I found one that I really like. It's a six-day-a-week plan. It, like, builds in that you're going to mess up one day. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and so, so I, 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 I control P. I got it out, and I've been going through it. Do you know how I'm going to read the Bible through this year, and I'm already a couple months into it? I wasn't going to wait until January 2nd. I said, you know what? Transformation starts today. The Word of God, I mean, I just got to do it right now. And I've been doing it, and I'm going to be honest, I screwed up a couple days. Yeah, Pastor Rick did. A couple weeks, I didn't just go one day. I went like three days, and I was like, ah, I got to make up for it. And I did. I said, okay, let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. One, see, you know how I'm going to do it? I'm going to read it verse by verse by verse. I'm going to read it one verse at a time. Do you know what I believe in? I believe that everybody here and everybody watching can accomplish God's will, reading the word of God verse by verse. There's some people I know recently, they have this plan, they're going to read the Bible in a month. I'm like, oh. I mean, maybe if I was incarcerated, I don't know. Maybe I could do it. I'm just saying. And I, 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 that's not my idea. I'm just saying, like, that would probably be a way. Okay. I'm just thinking out loud. But, like, I, I, I just can't. I, whoa, that's a lot. But we all have that mindset. See, we want it instantly. And if you can do that, God bless you, do it. I do better verse by verse, chapter by chapter. Check off. Not checking off like God's happy, but check off, I got the word of God in me. And I'm doing it with God, creating me a love for your word. Reveal your word to me. And let my life line up with that because that's where transformation happens. And so Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Remember back in Romans 12? Discerning his will. Remember that? Discerning God's truth. So find out what area needs to be renewed. Find somebody that can help you, okay? Yeah, get a someone to give you perspective. Identify the mindsets that are tripping you up and get scriptures on that mindset and begin to allow them to change you day by day, degree by degree. And watch what happens. I want to let you know this. The truth always hurts before it sets you free. <laughs> yep, every morning. I brush my teeth. Next thing I do is I step on the scale. I look down and that's truth. Oh. I don't like that truth. 
recalibrate. How many of y'all have ever done that? Said, I can't be right. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> yeah. What I'm trying to say is that what I'm trying to help is not just your spiritual life, but every aspect of your life. Every aspect of your loneliness. No, I'm, I'm being honest with this. And there's people here watching. There's people here. You're feeling really lonely right now, but God wants to touch you in your loneliness. No, I mean this. I mean this with all my heart. I'm not giving you an easy believism. I'm trying to communicate that in God's word and through a renewed thinking, maybe God can help us through painful and struggling times, which are real, which are very real. And allow God to transform you just like he transforms me day by day, moment by moment. If you've heard anything that's helpful to you, anything at all that's helpful to you today, would you just stand to your feet so I can pray for you? Anything, that, if you just heard anything, you say, man, this is helpful to me. So Heavenly Father, I pray for all of us standing and everybody at home that even stood up right where they are. And, and God, I just pray, Father, for us, Lord God, we need changed and transformed in our thinking, Lord. And God, we need relationships to transform us, God. And we need renewing of our minds and we need, Lord God, revealing of your truth. So God, just simply help us in the midst of our uncertainty, our uncomfortableness, Lord God, uh, all of those uns, Lord God. Help us, God. Wow, help us, God. Help us just know your truth. And if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you came to the right place because that's why we're here. And I just want to stop right here in this moment. If you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, with God the Father, through what Jesus did on the cross, what Jesus did on the cross for you and forgiveness of sin and him being the leader of your life, this is one of the most important decisions you'll make in all of your life. And if you don't have a day, a moment, or time, you came to here and you want Jesus Christ to now take the, the in-charge place in your life. I just want you right now in this moment, just slip up your hand right now. Just slip up your hand. Just say, man, that's me right now. I need that, Pastor. That's me. Anybody here today? Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just, just, just right here. This is you and God. You and God right here. Just keep your hand up right here. So God, I just pray for everybody with their hands up right now, Lord God. I just pray, Father, that they're going to have an experience with you, God. Lord God, let forgiveness touch their lives. Let there be a confession of sin. And Lord God, let there be a renewal of life, Lord God. Let today be the day of new beginnings. And if you're here today and your hand is up, somebody's just going to come up beside you and they're going to pray for you just so it becomes personal and not impersonal in this room. And online, you can just, you can just click as well and just say, hey, I'm here. I want to make that decision right now. So God, let today be the day of new beginnings in Jesus' name. And I want to speak one more verse over everybody here. I want to speak this verse to you in Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us, within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever. God wants to give us a new way to think. I want to thank you all for being so awesome. Let's give God a great big hand. You can be seated. Don't go away. Pastor John, come on up and close us up. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Let's give